재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 in Seoul, 98.7 in Gwangju, and 93.7 in Yosu. That funky beat means that it's time for expat intel once again. We have Alex Sigrist and Kimberly Ng in the studio to share some secrets on a more comfortable life for you visitors to Korea. Welcome to both of you guys. Hello. Hey, Kurt. How's it going? Going all right. I can't complain. Uh, so today we're looking at uh, ways to send stuff, or as Seinfeld might say, what's the deal with the post office? <laughs> so what is the deal? Well, first of all, like anything else in Korea, you kind of need to stand in line. So it's really important. <laughs> first, really you need to important. show up. Yeah, right? You need to, <laughs> Rule number one for going to the post office. Go to the post office. And get a number. That right. is very, very important. Oh, okay. oh, so, yeah, yeah, you do have to get I've your little weight. I've actually stood there mm. in line like an idiot. Just like, wait, why is it taking so long? Yeah. And like, oh. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Here's your number. And no one tells you this. You kind of have to, like, figure it out on your own. So now we're telling you this. Um, and, of course, after you get your number, you have to fill up your form. You will get to the counter, and then they'll ask you what you're looking for, and you tell them. They'll give you a specific form for each designated place that you need to send it to, or, like, depending on what kind of post that you're using. Um, and usually for me, I don't know if this is the same with Alex or anyone else, but um, the forms are pretty straightforward. No one really tells you how to fill it because it's like they have the English section in it so just fill it up and if you miss out anything or if like you don't know how to fill up a certain section when you bring it back to the counter they'll tell you what's missing Okay. Yeah, they, they, they do have some pretty well-trained uh, sangamon there to sort yeah, of yeah. walk you through the whole process of whatever you're doing. Right. Speed mail from uh, Korea is a pretty cool service. Um, Express mail or what, what do they call it? Uh, Flash post or I can't remember. Are we talking about the EMS, EMS? one? Yeah, like the, uh, the overnight yeah. type of you know, package or, or just very fast. Uh, it's pretty good. So when you, um, you get there, you take your number, you stand in line, you find the right person who directs you to the right desk. What else do I need to know? Well, you need to know really, especially when it comes to filling out the forms, you need to know how the system works. Mm. So we, we got you in the basics. Okay, get in the door, kind of get, get over that fear of what, what happens when I get there. Take a number, and then you have to know how the address system works in Korea. So we're going to start inside Korea. All right. You know, so Sending this is important not only for if you need to send something inside Korea, but also if you want to receive something. Got it. So there was that new change recently. One of the changes being that we have now a five-digit zip code. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. What I didn't know, which I thought was really cool, the first three digits represent the province, city, and the district. So they're actually very, very well organized. The last two rep- numbers represent the last address. Uh, and then the other big change that happened was they now use the road names because that mm-hmm. wasn't something that had been done before. Right. That is the other big change we have. And so the important thing to know is how do you write the address? Mm-hmm. Just for if you need to go somewhere, the Korean government set up a website, mm-hmm. J-U-S-O juso.go.kr. Mm-hmm. And that's the website to help you get accustomed to the new system. That's just... Mm-hmm. Chuso is address in Korean. Right. Yeah, so it's sort pretty of easy transliterated Chuso. Yeah. Okay, good. And uh, I'd say what? 80% of the time, most of those street addresses are going to be something no oro and then something right. gil being like a, a big road and then uh, a little yeah. road off yeah, of that yeah. road. 
Yes. Uh, so Dero, if just for a fun fact, Dero is for eight lanes or more. And if you see row at the end of it, it means it's between two and seven lanes, a much smaller road. Okay. And then for the others, it's uh, Gil. Gil is just the little offshoot just, road that goes off of that yeah. row. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. So, and uh, the, usually in the U.S., I think it's the same situation in Korea. You don't have to go to like a Mungo Jom or a stationery store first. They've got you covered there in terms of stuff to buy, right? Right. Uh, when it comes to buying like boxes, if you need to send like big things back or you need to pack them, they actually sell them at certain prices. So different sizes have different prices, obviously. Even um, envelopes and like bags. Um, I've gotten mail that's like in a kind of like a plastic bag that they seal up you can opt to buy those as well and envelopes of course um you can buy them at the store but uh, sorry at the post office but if you don't if you want to save that couple pennies mm-hmm. um you can actually bring your own box and i've seen lots of people do this when they've like so, um sent like big items out basically what they do is you just pack everything in that box and they'll weigh it with the yeah. box okay mm-hmm. and there's i mean you have to keep it within limits i can't send like an entire box of gold krugerrand somewhere you know <laughs> weighing 200 kilograms. Uh, yes. Of course, of no. course. Uh, yeah, you can't do that. We'll get into some specifics later, but in general, the maximum you can send on a lot of stuff is 30 kilograms, but they also have the caveat that most countries wouldn't accept something that high, so it needs to be around 15 to 20 kilograms. Mm-hmm. Fun little fact about the boxes, though. That's a great way, little expat intel, when you're moving, you can go to the post office, buy the boxes, and get out. So it's an easy way to find Moving boxes, boxes in your area. Moving boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which are that. then reusable later if you want to send exactly. stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so let's see. Uh, there's always contraband that you can't send via postal in, in any country. Uh, right. Things like firecrackers and drugs and whatnot. Yeah. Um, what, uh, is there a list of things you cannot send? Right, yeah. So drugs and um, That's psycho- kind of psychotropic goes without saying, substances. Right? <laughs> yeah. right. I don't even know what psychotropic substances means, but let's just go with that. <laughs> All right. So what, other, what else? You send. Inflammable um, phones, things mm-hmm. that can kind of combust because of the batteries. batteries. So that was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Se- Unless you take them out. Lithium ion yeah. batteries. Yes. Uh, yep. Uh, seeds, of course, because there's a lot of rules, import export rules on what you can bring in, what you can't bring in. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and hairspray. Ooh, yeah. We we take this hairspray. You mean under pressure, like aerosol? You don't even, mean pump even, hairspray. Even pump hairspray, you yeah. can't do it. Why is that? I have no idea because I think because it's flammable, probably. Oh, uh, maybe. So if yeah. anything catches on fire, the whole thing could just go down in flames. And yeah. you don't you don't okay. want no, that. There are exceptions to this, especially like when you're talking about live animals or mm-hmm. seeds. When you're talking about bringing in something, especially for your business, if you're doing it for import-export or if you're maybe an academic and you need it for some reason, you can get special permission. Yeah. Uh, for example, if you're uh, if, like weapons is something that you can bring in, and like a samurai sword or something, mm-hmm. if you get special permission mm-hmm. uh, from either a provincial chief police officer or something, the Ministry of Defense, if you have bigger weapons, you can have these exceptions for your own professional use. And then you use. get into customs issues. And so then you get into customs. Ooh, if yeah. you want to uh, bring in something that's extraordinarily pricey, a piece of electronics or maybe a musical instrument. Or even a luxury item like a handbag or even a wallet. Yeah. Yeah, that may not be the best way to go about it because I've had friends who've lost their items mm-hmm. on the way here, so... It's probably best to hand-carry most of that stuff. Most yeah. definitely, yes. Now, we can go ahead and get into the tariffs right now. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a quick, fun little question. Let's see if you got this. Can you bring in a piano tariff-free? Tariff-free, probably not. 
Uh, well, I would think you'd have to put it in a shipping container, which would automatically subject it to customs. So uh, Apparently, a piano, in some cases, as long as you're not buying it and then having it shipped, mm. a piano is considered something of a household item because it's something that you only buy and you use once. So yeah. you would buy it, if you're coming from America as an example, you buy it in America and it's just <clears throat> yours forever. Okay. And if you've had it for a few years, the idea is you're not transporting it for the sake of saving money or mm-hmm. selling it or anything like that. So certain things such as an oven, a refrigerator, things that you only need to use, to buy once mm, theoretically box in your furniture life kind of things. actually is tax exempt. So mm. it's important to kind of know exactly what you cannot send and what you can send. Now, obviously, something like uh, really expensive jewelry, and, uh, luxury watches, uh, for some reason boats, was listed if you're sending a boat, <laughs> a car, something like that. Those are something that's gonna those are things that are gonna be not tax exempt. That is gonna be mm-hmm. handy for me to remember oh. when I go to send my boat. Last thing I should mention, uh, you do need to somehow prove that you're gonna be in Korea long term. Like if you're bringing a piano mm. and then you're gonna leave Korea in a year, then they'll probably assume you're selling it. Uh-huh. So you right. have to prove that you'll be here for at least two years. So that's prove one that of the you're not a piano trafficker. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, within Korea, the uh, domestic mail service gets a lot of competition from these sort of tech bay people, dudes mm-hmm. on scooters or in cars that can make it at light speed across the city. You know, they can have. Uh, I, I sent soup to a sick fr- sick friend over the winter and got there in like thirty minutes. You mm-hmm. know? Oh my goodness! Yeah, the soup's still hot. That's how, how <laughs> did, convenient it is. Did you make it? I made it. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I call it my nuclear chicken soup. And, no way. Uh, it's, uh, it's the ultimate cold relief. So, yeah, uh, Tech Bay and those services really yeah. give uh, the, the mail a run for its money, I imagine. Yeah, the, the prices are relatively cheap in Korea just to send mail, and they even have their own speed services as well. But I think like, quick service, especially the, the service where they have people that are on a motorcycle that just they come directly to your house or to wherever you are, pick it up and then send it to where you want to send it. It's just it's door to door delivery. Mm-hmm. So there's some great services there. Uh, I remember we've done it a few times when I was working for the student council, and I think we paid around ten to twenty dollars for a pretty decent sized box, kind of heavy, just to get it sent mm-hmm. the day of. So it can be a little pricey, but when you're moving stuff around or you need to. You don't want to go all the way across the city to pick something up. It's, it's a very convenient alternative. Mm-hmm. This it does include, of course, uh, important documents. It's not just packages. Yeah. And so that's what a lot of business people use it for. Mm-hmm. All right. That is a look at the post office. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be afraid. Visit your local post <laughs> office today. You are equipped with the intel. This part, portion of the segment is where you each pitch me an expat-friendly event. The people at home can go to either one or both, but here in the narrow confines of the studio, I reign supreme, and I choose which one wins. Who wants to go first? I'm going to take this one. All right. Because I need to tell people right away, <laughs> this is to, this is ending tomorrow, and I wish we had brought it up earlier because it's a really neat idea, and it's a last-minute date idea for Valentine's Day, if you were foolish enough not to reserve a spot. <laughs> so this is at Kintex, which is the Korea International Exhibition Center, until tomorrow. February 14th, Valentine's Day is the last day you can experience sledding indoors. So at Exhibition Hall 1... You can go sledding with your significant other or your family from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you can get there by going up the line 3 on the Seoul subway station up to Ilsan, mm-hmm. which is where it's at, uh, where you get out at Dehua station, which is, I believe, the last station. Out of exit 1, 
And, you know, so don't forget, uh, this is only until Sunday, uh, February 14th, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm. So if you really messed up uh, and didn't get a Valentine's Day I don't Day know why plan. you're framing it as a mess up, but uh, Kimberly, hit me with yours. Well, you know, um, mine doesn't require any mess ups. It's if you're, like me, a student and low on budget. You can also go to this place, but it's in Ansan. It's at the Ansan Starlight Village. It's a light festival at a France-inspired, like Provence Mm. in France, um, with lavender fields and stuff. I'm pretty sure there may not be lavender fields here, Mm. but something close enough. And there's going to be lights. They're including four seasons in it. So there's tons of, uh, like, hundreds of photo zones that you can go for, like, free of charge, (laughs) almost. So, yeah, Expensive dinnerless All right. date. Both of your events are superb. Of course. I'm going to hand it to Alex, though, because yes. indoor sledding, the novelty of that is just uh, excellent. It transcends my, my Valentine's Day grumpiness. And <laughs> I think it's uh, just an overall good thing. That'll wrap up Expat Intel for this week. Kimberly and Alex, thank you for coming in. Yeah, always great beaucoup. to be here. All right. Who's Who is up next?